Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me. This is podcast number 239. And I am talking to one of my um, patrons over at Patreon. If you don't know what that is, you can be a patron of the show and financially support it every month. For $5 a month, you can join the super secret Facebook group. That's one of the perks of being a patron. And another thing I've been doing, this is the third one for me to have go out. I'm doing strategy sessions with some of the kindred spirits. That's what we call ourselves. And we are talking through different unique challenges that um, the people who they're also listeners to the show, just like you are. So these are not people who've written books or anything like that. Um, They're just people like us. So I mean, I've written books, but you know what I mean? Anyway, uh, but they are, they're people who um, have these same struggles. And we're just kind of talking through some strategies on things that they can do in their home. So this one, I am talking to, I think it's Renanda. It's been about a month since we recorded this. And I think I thought it was Renanda. And then she told me it was Renanda. But now I'm worried that I thought it was Renanda. And she told me it was Renanda. So you're going to find that out in the podcast. I guess I could go listen, right? Sorry, Renanda. Anyway, um, but uh, you're going to find that out when I do here in a little bit when the podcast comes on. But I enjoyed talking to her so much. I mean, I have had so much fun talking to my kindred spirits because it's like, oh, yeah, we're kindred spirits. So we get each other. And it's just nice knowing that we're all each other's people. So uh, anyway, the things that are unique for her situation are that um, she has had a major job change. And with that came a major lifestyle change. So she went from um, three hours of commuting every day to working from home, but then doing a lot of traveling. And so that was interesting. We talked through just I mean, that's a huge that's a huge thing as you start to get a few things under control, and then life changes then you have to get those things back under control in your new situation. So we talked through that. Um, She's also got adult children living at home, uh, one who lives at full home full time, and one who is in school and then, you know, comes back occasionally and stuff. So we talked about that kind of thing. Another thing for her is um, they have a lot of land. And so the outdoor decluttering, you know, it's like, oh, well, there really is space for this and this and this. So that can be a real challenge. Sometimes I know, well, not sometimes. I know for me personally, I lived a lot of years thinking, well, the next place where I live, if it had this much space, then I would have no issues with clutter. And yet that's just not how it works, right? Um, The more space you get, it it presents its own clutter challenges. So we talked through some of those things. And I think you're just going to like her a lot and um, enjoy this conversation. So uh, don't forget, if you want to check out Patreon, go to 
patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash a slob comes clean, all one word. Um, and you can find out that and also have a link to it in the show notes. Okay, enjoy this conversation with Renanda Renanda. Hi, Renanda. Hi. Hi. Thanks for coming on the podcast and being willing to talk about all of your issues with the world. <laughs> Thank you for your help. <laughs> um, so you're willing to go by your real name, Renanda, which is a really pretty name. Where did that come from? Thank you. Um, my parents actually made it up. She, my mom always said I knew you'd be a little different, so I'll give you a name to go with it. And here we are. I love it. I love it. That's great. Yeah. So you filled out your form that we had in the Kindred Spirits group. And um, so I know a little bit about you, but I want you to tell everybody else, kind of tell me your unique life situation. Okay. Um, well, one of the unique parts is I live in a remote rural town and I live in the country outside of that town. So for us to get anywhere, it's, you know, an hour to get to any urban area. And um, also living out in the country means I don't have neighbors. So it's a blessing and a curse because I don't have the pressure of people just stopping by. Um, but it's also a destination place. So if people come out, you kind of have to let them in your house and go to the bathroom and all that kind of stuff. And um, I'm married for 21 years. Today's actually our anniversary. So Happy anniversary. Thank you. And we have two adults. And so we have the 20 year old and she lives at home on the weekends and works out of town on the weekdays. And then we have the 18 year old who's going to community college. So back and forth every day. So young adults just getting started still under your care, basically, would you say, or? Yes, under my care, but now not under my control. (laughs) Oh my word. I think you just gave me a panic attack. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> I have the 18-year-old who's going to be done really soon with school. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. But yeah. as long as you still pay for everything, you, you right. still have some of that control. So. True, true. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's get into, um, tell me some of the things that have been successful for you so far. Like what strategies have had the biggest impact on your home? Well, I go back and forth on being able to f- implement and not, and it just depends on my schedule a lot too. Of course. Um, I was in a very stressful schedule where I was commuting a total of a little over three hours a day, not home till late at night. And so it was like every excuse in the book to not have routines. Oh, yeah. And that has changed. And now I work from home. And that's a whole new set of learning that I have to figure out. So I'm, I'm kind of starting from scratch, but I have had really good seasons where I have made sure that the dishes were done before I went to bed every day. And then something would happen like I broke my foot and then that didn't happen again. And it took us like a year to get back in that routine. Um, So I think that's the number one major helper. That is the game changer in me being able to do anything else. And I go through seasons of um, being able to declutter kind of regularly. And then all of a sudden I don't. Okay. So you had mentioned that the dishes done before you go to bed does have a Mm -hmm. huge impact when you're in that routine. Yes. Yeah. So like, tell me what, what kind of a difference it makes. It makes a difference in that, first of all, if I want to cook anything, I don't have to clean the kitchen first. So therefore right. we eat better food and we eat, you know, food. And, um, cause we all have popcorn for dinner sometimes, right? I'm not alone. You should and- totally do that. Yes. <laughs> Those are the best dinners. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just the feeling of having that done relieves a burden that would hold me back from doing other things because I'd say, well, I can't go work on this because I have to do the dishes. So it just, I don't know, it creates this clean slate for the day. Right. 
Right. So tell me about the container concept, how that has impacted your home. Um, it, it is a rule that I can comprehend and I started to see it differently. Like my husband and I both are very optimistic. And so it would be a lot of accumulation of projects and what ifs and some days and accumulate, accumulate, accumulate until realizing, oh, I don't need to buy another cupboard because I have a cupboard and that's a container. And so if it doesn't fit in there, I have to make a decision versus not ever having to hold myself accountable to make a decision on what stays and what goes. And oh, now like that, that has impacted my buying because I'm not, I know that I'm only going to go for projects that are current day or I'm going to say no because I have something else already in place that I want to do. I'm getting better outside too. We have a hobby farm, which means we have a lot of animals and learning the container concept for them too. Like baby goats are amazing, but um, you can really only have so many in one area, you know, so we're not going to add more baby goats or alpacas or whatever. And so, Oh, totally. Yeah. Sounds so fun. (laughs) Totally. So it's helped me create limits. And I've also applied it in my mind to my schedule of how much can I reasonably take on and put in a day because um, thinking that you're going to work from home and getting a lot done isn't actually practical. There's only so much you can accomplish in the time that you have. So that's what you just said is a, that's a real challenge. The working from home thing, because it seems, I think when you're not working from home, for me at least, I thought of all these things that were going to like somehow work at the same exact time that I was getting work done at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just yep. not possible. There's <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'll be able to this, this, and this. And you're like, well, no, not if I'm actually working at home. So I liked what you said about um, viewing the container as an accountability system. Can you expand upon that or... Um, well, it's just kind of like this little question in my mind that goes, well, do we really have a place for that? Right. You know, or do you really have time for that? And then I have to like pause for a second. So maybe it's a disruptor in that flow of, of just doing something and it causes me to have to think and make a decision. Right. Since I already know why that question is in place, then that decision is like practical. Yeah. There's no persuading myself. Right. And I think too, the accountability, it makes me think of kind of like what we were talking about of this, what it's going to be like someday when I work from home or whatever, and what it's going to be like when I'm a grown up and I get to decide what I have and what I don't have and where I put it. And yet there's reality, you know, so it's like, maybe I don't have somebody telling me what to do, but I do have a house that has limits. And so it mm-hmm. sets those, it sets that accountability of, you know, this is the reality and, and having that because I think sometimes that freedom with no limits can cause, you know, causes a lot of problems. So, yes. I don't know. I feel like I'm blathering on. I'll stop. No, but for us optimistic people who think, oh, yes. there's room for everything and there's time for everything, there's not. And reality, that's like the perfect word to use. Yeah. There's a reality. Yeah. Reality checks. Good mm-hmm. and bad. Frustrating. And I'm thankful for them when I actually use them correctly. Okay. Tell me about the first uh, question that you have or situation you want to discuss today. Okay. So I have a clean slate. I work from home now. I've never had this schedule before. No babies. You know, everybody goes away during the day. What do I do? What's the best way to have some kind of a home routine that allows me to then not think about the home and do my work? So... It's hard. I mean, it's, it's a weird challenge to have. For me personally, I have to think of myself still as having work hours. Like I can't 
you know, it's separating out those, that container of time into these are my work hours. These are my home hours. And so I try to get as much done as I can before the work hours. So for me, um, of course I have kids that are leaving for school in the morning. And so I try to do my emptying the dishwasher, starting another load if I'm behind, whatever, in that same time that everybody's getting a ready. And that's an advantage because I don't have to actually get dressed, you know? Um, so I can just use that time as you know, because I already told you I'm in my pajamas right now. <laughs> well, you look very nice, but, um, so, you know, I, I try to, you know, use that as a chunk of time instead of just thinking, Oh, I have to get that done throughout the day because that doesn't work very well for me. I also, uh, you know, once the kids are home from school. So for me, that's, you know, I, I try to work from about nine until four. And I give myself permission during that time to not worry about the house because I have a job and that's what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And so, because I think sometimes it's that tension of I'm trying to get work done, but oh my goodness, I look around and there's so much stuff that I can visually see that really is on my to-do list, but I can't do it all at the same time. And so um, like on laundry day, um, I try to, you know, get a load started the night before, change it over during that morning time that I give myself. And afternoons, obviously, as you just saw, are less predictable because <laughs> people just randomly stop by. And um, so I try to use that. It's basically 45 minutes to an hour in the morning. And, so, you know, so for you, if you don't have kind of a routine of people are up and bustling around and doing things you know, it might just be, okay, I'm going to give myself 45 minutes between coffee and breakfast and getting started for work where, you know, I I would have been getting ready and traveling and commuting before. I'm going to take advantage of that amount of time to be focused on my home. And then this is my work hours. And I don't know what you've found so far, but I know for me, I, especially when I'm working on a book specifically, I have to get out of my house. Like there's, I get so much more focused work done when I get out of the house. So I go to our local library a lot. It doesn't open till 10. And so, you know, a lot of times I will do 10 to two. That's not the most ideal because that's also lunchtime during there. So I have to eat like a little bit bigger breakfast and then get going and see if I can hold off, you know, for four hours while I'm there. Um, but I think it's that, you know, putting things into certain blocks and then, you know, treating your, okay, this is the commute time that I would have had. So I'm off of work now and I'm going to use that to knock out the things that maybe I put off because I was too tired from the commute before. You do know what I mean? So it's, it's that looking at it in that way and giving yourself permission to get the work done at home without feeling guilty about the house time. Cause I do work from home. When I'm not working on a book, I can pretty much work from home. But when I'm working on a book, I, I have to get out of the house. So, you know, for you, if you have major projects that you're working on for work, it might require changing your environment just a little bit um, for those. But I don't know. Is that helpful at all? It is. And what's going through my mind right now is just that just like I try and time chunk the work that I do, I just need to own it and time chunk what I do around my house too and honor it. Maybe even setting timers that might, right. you know, as much as I hate them and I'll probably turn them off. Um, yeah. I might try it <laughs> Well, and at even, least to get started. Well, cause you can keep going forever and ever cause you don't actually have to get up. You don't have that. Yeah. It's going to take me an hour. Cause I think you said in your thing, didn't you have a three hour commute? 
Before? Yeah, it was a little over an hour and a half each way. So that's oh over three goodness. hours of my day that was gone. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at it that way, and is your job completely different now or? Yeah, totally. Okay. I was a school principal before. Oh, okay. Um, yes. And so then you're supervising all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And now I'm doing different work. So. Right. So you're in that hour and a half, you have that morning and evening hour and a half that you think, okay, these, this is my gold time. This is my time that I've never had before. So it's a way to look at it and kind of value that as, okay, what can I do in this? Maybe that's your decluttering time. Because if you were getting the dishes done before, you can do that the way that you were already, or just enjoy that. I'm going to do 30 minutes and rest for the other hour or whatever. Because yeah. realistically, <laughs> you know, realistically, if you were doing it, if you were doing three hours and you had an hour and a half in the morning, you know, if once you get on top of these routines, you're going to be getting them done in 30 minutes. You know, you're not going to need two and a half hours to work on your house. And so then you're going to get that time back. That is what you were longing for when you change jobs, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited for you that you've had such a, that's like what a lot of people are hoping for, you yeah, know, and working towards. So I'm excited and proud of you for yeah, doing that. It's a leap of faith. And yeah, it comes with a whole new set of learning because I have to give myself a work routine now too, because I worked in a world of reaction all the time, reacting mm -hmm. to everything else that came to me, to me going, I'm totally in charge of all my time. So I'm almost just frozen. Yeah. yeah. How long has this been? Um, well, I left my office in June or July, and then I kind of did summer with my family. We're all in education. So all of a sudden we have a bunch of time together that's unstructured. Um, so I'd say probably September. Yeah. Okay. So you're really just now adjusting to this. Yeah. 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 Give yourself permission to take some time and trial and error and all that. <laughs> I know for me, I have a lot of error before I ever figure anything out. So tell me something else you wanted to talk about. You want to talk about creating, okay, we kind of talked about that. You asked, your other question was, how do I create a new routine that helps me be productive with work and make progress mm -hmm. on your home? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything else you wanted to talk about on that? Well, I think, no, because it blended together. Those were kind of my two big areas. Like life has changed and I still struggle with the daily habits um, and just having my dishes done. The other layer would be, and I, I know you talk about it in the podcasts too, you know, the family is not helpful. So, and I know I have the gift of time now to do more of it on my own, but it's still frustrating. And my daughter, the 20 year old is the biggest slob on the planet you know, or at least in our neighborhood. And uh, <laughs> we love her. <laughs> and all these neat tips and tricks that I try and teach her that I learned, she doesn't want to hear it. So I know. Um, where do I start with her? I don't want her launching into her adult life like that, because it'll take her her entire adult life to figure it out. And that's sad. Well, I mean, look how I turned out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I just, you know, it's tough. But it's also, she is going to have to figure it out. You know, I mean, because the reality is I hear, because I hear from so many people and they often tell me kind of their family background and whatever, I hear from so many people whose mothers either had a perfectly clean house and never let them do anything um, to help. And so they didn't learn for that reason. Or I hear from people who their mothers involved them in it and they all cleaned every single Saturday and they did all this kind of stuff. And so they've rebelled against it. Or I hear from people who their mothers were hoarders. And so they, you know, didn't learn these. And it, 
ultimately every single time comes down to everybody has to make it their own, whatever their background, you know, whatever kind of home they grew up in, that's part of it. And so the fact that she's seeing you learn, I mean, I'm assuming that you're telling her, I'm learning these things here. Let me help you learn what I am learning. Right. Oh yeah. 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 And so, I mean, if she's doing that, then she knows that you have a personality that's willing to learn. And one of these days she'll probably come and ask you for some help. <laughs> but, oh, you know, yeah. and you know, sometimes just saying it out loud, I already know the answers, but you have right. to say it out loud and process it. And she'll, when she doesn't want to listen to me now, it'll still stick in her head for when she's ready. Oh, absolutely. And she'll have you to come back to, you know, I mean, cause you can play the audiobooks and you can play the podcasts and, you know, until she cares for her own reasons that she cares, you know, I mean, you have older kids than mine, so you know these things better than I do. But I mean, I see it all the time and everything. It's like <laughs> this age is so hard because they have these things called their own opinions and <laughs> their, <laughs> you know. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm just learning it. It's that, okay, I can't, so I have to go back to my own experience. And did I finally start getting my house under control because of what my mom had done? No, I did it because I personally was ready to make the actual change. I was ready to accept reality, accept the actual situation that I was in, you know, but these, these things of her seeing you declutter a space and accept the, you know, the limits of that space, that's all going to come back to her, you know, at some point, or she'll go, Hey, how did you declutter? I remember when our house used to be more cluttered and then it wasn't as cluttered anymore. How did you do that? I'm tired of this. And you'll be like, Oh, well, there's these steps that you yeah. can follow. You know, I know I wish... that moment. I know, I know it'll right? come someday. Right. <laughs> Maybe she'll, and, and if the house gets clean around it and we just keep shutting her bedroom door and she spends more and more time out there, maybe that'll help click for her. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> My, um, yeah. You, you know, you've heard me talk about my mom. Mm -hmm. She thinks it's hilarious that this is what I do because this, you know, this was the thing that drove her crazy, but, but it sounds like you have a good relationship with her and that you are trying and she knows you love her and all that. So that's Absolutely. what matters, yeah, especially do. at this time yeah. where who knows when she's actually going to be fully launched. And yeah. they do say 26 is the new 18. So just be prepared for that. Cause I think it might be true. Really? I had not yeah. heard that. Wow. I was married at 25. How old were you when you got married? Uh, 21. Yeah. yeah. That's... And so I don't get it. I don't comprehend. But yeah, that seems to be their norm socially. Interesting. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, ask me your next question. Do you have it in front of you or you don't me to, do you want me to read it? Is this the outside part? Yes. Yeah. So if I have a 20-acre container, how do I keep <laughs> that in check? I already, I'm learning on the animals, you know, cause they have to have a, a fenced area, but the rest of it, it's like this whole landscape of potential. How long have you lived there? 10 years. Okay. So this is your normal. Um, yes. I mean, I don't have 20 acres, but I do know that, especially back when I was selling on eBay, I used to dream of having acreage because then I thought, well, then I could buy the really big stuff at garage sales mm -hmm. and have a place to keep it and then sell the really, you know I mean? So I get it. Like I get how that could be a really kind of a scary thing for somebody with my personality. Um, but I think what you already said of, you know, dividing up 
you know, you've had to designate a certain space within that 20 acres to be the container for this, you know, group of animals. I think just dividing it up into smaller containers, like, um, you know, even thinking of starting small and working on just the porch. Do you have a porch? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, working on just the porch and making that space, even though I haven't gotten to the rest of it yet, you know, instead of thinking of, I've got to do everything. Yeah. Work, work on the porch and make that space your, um, you know, declutter it first, keep it decluttered and then get it the way you want it. And then within, um, do you have a set like yard inside of the 20 acres? Um, yeah, we're in the process of figuring out our landscaping. So we've, okay. we've designated an area that the horses are not allowed in. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'll help. Don't you think? Yes. So we can start to visualize and um, it is, it's funny how the, the spatial awareness is totally different out there. I bought um, for doing some container gardening, these big galvanized water tanks, they're humongous. Wow. And I brought home a whole trailer load of them. Don't judge because they actually, they have a plan. And I thought they'd take up all this space in the, <laughs> in the backyard area. <laughs> and, and I put them back there and they hardly take up anything. Really? And I was like, Oh, you know, that's like scary because it's, then I realized, I think that's what caused me to ask this question, how easy it is to accumulate things and not even know they're there. I mean, talk about like slob vision and I don't even see it. It can literally just blend in right there. So I love the idea of just compartmentalizing it and saying, this is only where we do this. And this is only where we do this and one at a time. Right. And even though, even though there may not be physical boundaries, creating some sort of a boundary, you know, like mm-hmm. even if it's uh, some sort of yard art, I don't know, but you know, like yard art that this, this is the corner of the yard. This is the corner of the yard. Okay. Then I can handle keeping this section of the yard clear, you know, and, and this is where extra things that need to be stored can't go inside this because this is yard. I know yeah. y'all can't tell the yeah. difference between it, but it's the yard, you know? I need um, like a label. I'm going to put signs and everything. This is the yard. You can't pile that here. No piles here. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys do bonfires? Um, not, well, a little bit, but we're in a real dry area. So we try okay. not to have too much fire. Yeah, that's responsible definitely. neighbors. Something to be careful of. I know. I've mm-hmm. always, I've actually heard from different people who have said that, um, that's been one of their decluttering strategies was just if, if they lived on a bunch of land and they didn't have that mm-hmm. issue of, you know, fire, um, mm-hmm. what is it called? Fire bands or fire? Yeah. Um, yeah. Fire I can't think of the much. word all of a sudden, mm-hmm. but, um, burning band, that's what it is. Burn burning band. band. Yes. Um, yeah. but you know, people who didn't have that issue that, that they just burned a lot of stuff and oh, yes, we do do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cardboard boxes that I've saved for decluttering and then they got too many. So right. we have to take That's kind of nice that you can do that though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Was there anything else that we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about? Well, I came up with one new question. Okay. Because as I was getting to know you listening to your podcast and you described how you figured out how your brain works, it made so much sense to me because my brain works the same way. I am mm-hmm. a project oriented person. And then being a school person and educator, we think in projects, like our timeframes are all projects. So when you find yourself slipping back into project brain when it's a habit thing is there any like trick that you do yourself for yourself or a, a trigger or something to get yourself back on thinking habits do the dishes uh, you know I, it's that physical thing 
that helps me. Are you talking about when I start to view my home as a project again? Like, okay, I'm going to put that off till I yes. have time to work on it. Yes. Um, yeah. I think it's that going back to, I think having the four basic habits so that I can check those off the list. If I only have time, I'm going to go back to just doing the dishes. Even though sometimes my brain is actually telling me this is not worth my time even though I know I've written the books, you know, I'm like, I know this is absolutely worth my time, but it doesn't seem like it in the midst of the whole project thing, that physical action and, and taking those before and after pictures of the things that you don't think could really make a difference in the overall, you know, like take a before picture of the dishes before you do them, take it when you're done, time it, you know, like set the timer and see how long it takes you to get the dishes done and um, be able to just have that, that trigger in my head of, oh yeah, this really does have an impact. This really is something that I have to do every day. Um, I think for me, it's that going back to what are the actual things that stop everything, you know, that, that like are the roadblocks. Like if I don't get this done, it's all going to go completely derailed. Um, yeah. so, you know, dishes and reality. Laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Word. I think, and it, I think it's too, for me, it's giving myself permission to just do the dishes instead of the big projects. Cause my problem with project is that I think, well, then I have to put it off because I don't have time for the project. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then that's the reason that I don't get started. And so if I say, well, I'm just going to do the dishes only because I know for a fact because I've talked about it for hours and because you've read the book and you know, that kind of, I'm just going to do this one thing that will usually break me through that because I'll see the impact mm-hmm. of that little monotonous thing. I don't know if that's helpful. It is totally helpful. You know, and even hearing things over and over and over, there's those points in your life where you're ready for it. All of a sudden it's relevant. And now again, with me changing life, it's relevant to look at it. So like basic. Well, I think one of the things for you, because your whole life situation just changed, it is really tempting because people like us are project brained and we tackle things like a project. Okay, I've got it figured out. And then everything changes and we think it's a new project where your house was never a project anyway. Right. Your house was never a project anyway. So I just have to go back to those same exact habits and figure out how they work inside of this new routine. And it may look different. You may do the dishes at a different time of the day. You know, it might be your lunch break because you need to stand up, you need to get up, you need to get away. Whatever it is, those habits stay the same in any life situation so that when it changes, you just have to go back to the habits and get things to work. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? No, that was very helpful just to process through it. Thank you. Well, I appreciate your time. I appreciate, I'm loving getting to like see people and talk to people and I'm like, oh, these are the people that I've known all these years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We spend time together every week. I know. I hope you guys love that conversation as much as I did. I would love to have you join our Patreon group. It's a lot of fun. Just go check that out and see if it's something that would work for you and your family. And you can find all the information that you need at patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.